We are I. The majority of people have have had enough. And I like to consider myself to be in that majority of people who, you know, just want to be left alone to live your life, to want to know that you're a part of this collective whole by proxy. You know, that you know that there's these other citizens in these municipalities, provinces and states, you know, countries and continents. They're there and you want everybody to be happy, but you don't get involved in their affairs every day. You know, you know that there's things happening in other parts of the world and, you know, it can pull on the heartstrings in any which way, up, down, left, right, doesn't matter. You know these things are happening, but you also have to be aware that the only thing that you can do is focus on what you're doing in your community and influence people around you. To be able to be better, to be able to do better, to be able to have better things in life. And I don't mean material things. You know, I I feel like this this growing class of people who doesn't want to be hyper-polarized, does not want to have this super strong opinion publicly, you know, about any of the current hot-button topics, and realizing that it's just... All these politicians are just feeding into these echo chambers of a very small amount of people. And I think we see that in Canada the most, knowing that our prime minister has won the last three elections by never actually winning over the majority of Canadians. You know, I think that this is where he gets his false sense of approval of knowing that he's winning seats and ridings, but he's not actually winning the opinions of the people. The people do not want him here, and that that class of people is growing exponentially. There has never been a greater amount of people migrate to the conservative party ever in Canadian history, and we're not talking about small margins. We are talking about exponentially high margin, high margins. We're talking about a lot of people. You know, so if we thought that, you know, the conservative movement in Canada was high before, it is a landslide now. And I firmly believe with how how close the elections have been and knowing that Justin Trudeau has never actually won an election according to the people of Canada, the majority of people of Canada, there's no way that that can happen now, especially since you have now provinces you know, migrating towards the conservative party. But the whole point of this podcast is to be able to explain something because I listened to a podcast yesterday, you know, during my drive back home that was with a senator in the United States. You know, and the one thing that he was explaining is that it's not, it's not whether or not the Republicans are going to take the Senate in the house. That's not that's not the question. It's more just a question of when and by how much. And I really firmly believe that we are going to see this in Canada too, especially 
if in 2024 that we see, uh, you know, the Republicans take the majority, they take the House, they take the Senate, and then they take the, the presidential seat. We're going to see that same thing here in Canada because, you know, we follow so closely and people have had enough. This is the reason why it's happening. People have had enough. We've had enough of our economies being crushed. We've had enough of government spending our money and raising inflation because of it. We've had enough of government policy hamstringing everyday working and willing people wanting to be able to go out and create money for themselves to make their family successful. We've had enough of governments taking that away. We've had enough of governments telling us how to be able to live our lives. We've had enough of governments telling us what cars we're allowed to drive, how we're allowed to be able to drive them, and what we are going to do with our lives. We've had enough of governments being able to stick their hands in our bank accounts. We've had enough of big tech being able to stick our hands in everyday lives. And we see this because it just happened in Italy. It just happened in Italy, and it's about to happen in France, too. So if you're going to pay attention to the movement, the groundswell that's happening around the world, you've, you're seeing it in the States, you're seeing it in Canada, you've already seen it happen in Italy a month ago, the same thing that is going to happen in France, and it's happening in the Norwegian countries as well. It will happen in or it's most likely to happen in Great Britain too. Because now they've been, you know, the World Economic Forum has placed or what appears because he is so supported by the World Economic Forum, now you have a prime minister who's been placed who has not been elected. So tell me how democratic that is. You know, you have one prime minister step down, you have another prime minister step in who was never elected who people did not even vote for, who most people didn't even know until they were told that he was going to be prime minister. People have had enough of that shit. People have had enough. They are not going to put up with it anymore. They are not going to live under this guise of the World Economic Forum. And you look at Alberta and Daniel Smith in Alberta saying, why did we in Alberta sign a deal with the World Economic Forum for digital IDs during the pandemic? Well, why? Because Justin Trudeau's main agenda is to be able to bring the World Economic Forum and digital IDs, you know, into Canada. And Alberta is one of the major hubs for air travel in Canada because of companies like WestJet, their headquarters being out of Alberta. And they need to be able to strategically place themselves there. Not saying that all the other provinces didn't do that same thing, you know, especially B.C., you can see that shit because BC wants to suck the dick of Justin Trudeau every single opportunity that he gets. You know, but it's being able to to be able to have an open environment in an open form because you see what's happening with Bill C-11 in Canada where people are not even allowed to be able to search topics online if this bill gets passed. The internet will be censored in Canada and you will not be able to find information about a subject because of this. So then when Elon Musk took over Twitter, you know, I I tweeted out to him just hoping, throwing darts in the dark that maybe he happened to be on his Twitter when he seen it. I said, look, you know what would be great is if Twitter instituted a VPN organically into the platform so that 
you know, countries like Canada now that are ruled by these dictators who want to censor the internet. That when you log on to Twitter, it's a natural built-in VPN so that you get access to that content because social media platforms are going to be censored in Canada as well under this Bill C-11 because it's all information. This is why all the creators keep going before the Senate saying that our content is going to be censored in the country where I live. This is going to force me to move outside of this country to be able to keep producing the same content that I want to because this is the Canada that we live in today. The Canada that we live in today where you have a prime minister who calls people bigots and racist and misogynist, you know, openly in public and can get away with it. You have a prime minister in Canada who wants to be able to get up there and does say that he admires the basic dictatorship of China. You have a prime minister in Canada who's allowed the Chinese CCP to be able to open up satellite policing agencies in Canada. And you've also allowed the CCP to be able to bring in military members to be able to train in Arctic conditions in Canada. They have their own Arctic conditions in China. They don't need Arctic conditions in Canada except for to be able to gain intel. But you want to be able to do this under the guise of economic trade. Why don't you just bring manufacturing and jobs back to Canada, which would strengthen our economy, except you want to go out and you want to sell our lithium mines to China. You want to allow Chinese, you know, dissidents to be able to be here, you know, penalty free and to be able to gain intel every day when you know that that's happening, when it's public knowledge that it's happening. You even have the United States investigating these satellite policing agencies in the United States now and shutting them down, but Canada won't. And this is the reason why everyday people like me have had enough, and this is the reason why that conservatives and Republicans and you know right-leaning politicians around the world in some of these G7 countries are being you know put into office. And you're going to look at what's going to happen to the G20 and how many people are going to be there within the next five years that represent a conservative voice and a Republican voice. It is going to happen because you see the landslide going that way. And especially when you start to see other countries starting to be able to elect, you know, those members too. You're going to tell me that in Australia and New Zealand, when election times come, that they're not going to have you know, right-leaning politicians leading the way to knowing the shit that's happened down there, I would find it really hard to believe that they wouldn't have a massive groundswell towards the conservative Republican right-leaning political platform as well. Because this is just where it's got. It's got to be too much, too far, and pushed in the other direction. And especially when you start coming at our kids, like these educational-based systems where they don't even get grades anymore to understand how they're doing. They're being told as in, you know, as you know, young as what, six, eight years old, you know, getting these publications, you know, in school about oral sex. They're getting publications in school about it's okay to be able to have, you know, confused gender identity. And if you're a boy, you can be a girl and you're a girl, you can be a boy. Well, I'm going to tell you the one thing about having three kids is those motherfuckers, their opinions can be swayed automatically, automatically on a dime. And you're going to teach them about that shit. No fucking way. No fucking way. People like me have had enough. And you start to see that happening worldwide. We've had enough. This has gone too far. It's gone way too far. And enough is enough. So, well, the one thing that I also wanted to mention on this podcast, too, this is something that I heard yesterday, and I know a lot of you have heard this based on where this information came from. But knowing that Google 
scans your photos. And if they see that there's any photos in your photo reel that involve a legal activity, they send they can send that information to the police station. So this is what's happened. This is the kind of flagship um kind of I guess example. And this has happened more than once. So don't kid yourself saying that this is a one-off because this happened more than once. A pediatrician asked a father to be able to send pictures of a rash that his son, his infant son, had on his genitals. So the husband took the pictures. The wife sent them to her, to her iPhone. She sent them to the doctor. Well, Google was scanning, because it's a continuous thing that's happening 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, scanning the photos of the photos that end up in Google Photos. They capture this. They flag it as inappropriate material, i.e. child porn. They send it off to the police station along with his entire search history, all his photos, all his emails, and all his text messages. And they shut his phone down and lock him out of all of his accounts that he's logged into by way of Google. Now, if that doesn't fucking scare you, even after it was deemed that these images were appropriate, that the pediatrician asked, he still didn't get all of his information back. Still sitting at the police station. Who knows what they did with all that evidence and the hard copies of everything, that digital um, you know, thumb drive or whatever that they must have got. Didn't gain that back. Didn't get access back to his phone. Didn't get access back to all of his accounts. So there you go. That's the world we live in today with tech. That's the kind of power that they have. And that's how disruptive it can be to your life. And that's why we need some people in positions of power who have a um, not a conservative, not a Republican, but a rational way of looking at life, a pragmatic way of looking at life. Because we need to get the wheels back on the bus. If we don't get the wheels back on the bus soon, there's a good chance that the wheels are going to never be able to get put back on that bus. And a classic example of that right now is, is how you see this world or this war with Putin escalating every single day. Because now that the um, that some of Russia's uh, ships, their wartime ships, have been attacked by those unmanned drones, those um, ocean-bearing, sea-bearing, unmanned boats. Well, you can kind of see this is going because it's already been proven and say that those were um, a byproduct of the American military. Not that it's a secret that the American military is supplying Ukraine with weapons, but this is where it's got tit for tat. Well, you got that, we got this. You got that, we got this. They know that that Nord Stream 2 pipeline's been blown up now by um, unmanned drones. They know that the Ukraine's been using unmanned drones. They know that uh, Russia's been using unmanned drones. Where does this stop? Because we know that whenever there's a tit for tat when it comes to war, that that never ends on a positive note. So I'm going to end this this morning and just saying like, 
when you have an opportunity to be able to right the ship, when you have an opportunity to be able to get the wheels back on the bus, for the rational people in this world, to be able to support rational thought, I hope that you take that opportunity. 